Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Hi, friends. What up? Hi. Add an itch. I saw. What are we learning about today, Ashley? A topic. With death. Yeah. Possibly. What do you mean, possibly? You'll understand. Um, Someone suggested this topic to me but i don't remember who and i tried to go back and search but now that we have like social media and discord and private messages and a topic suggestion chat i could not so if it was you thank you and i hope you enjoy (laughs) we are on our game I tried. I looked for like 45 minutes today through like private messages and social media messages. And did you look with the, the word search, search feature? Yes. Okay. I believe you keep going. Born in 1908, Robert Clarence Dunbar, or as he was better known, Bobby, was the first born child of Lessie and Percy Dunbar in Opelousa, Louisiana. Opelousa? I think I said that right. Sure. I'm not from <laughs> that part of Louisiana. With two young sons, the Dunbar family was a growing family of four. Like most parents, they cherished their children and wanted the world for them. Is this the jazz guy? No. Okay. The jazz guy? Yeah, there was a jazz murderer. No. We'll cover it one day. With the heat becoming unbearable, they decided to head into the bayou and cool off to enjoy some family time together. So like Louisiana in April. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, heading into a bayou to cool off is not what you do. Uh, heading into a bayou is where you go when you want to get hot and sticky and wet. Apparently, that's what they were in. Hot, sticky, sweet. Ugh. On August 23rd, 1912, Percy and Leslie Dunbar loaded up their two sons and left for a camping trip near Swayze Lake. Bobby would be four. Yes. That night, four-year-old Bobby Dunbar wandered away from his family's tent and disappeared. No. A search party soon tracked Bobby to the lakeside, and authorities conducted that he had fallen into the water and possibly drowned. Wait, I have issues. I understand. I gave you a heads up. I don't like it. The local police and eventually the state police began a statewide manhunt for the boy. They caught and dissected alligators and threw dynamite into the lake, hoping it would eject the body from the water. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, so I understand the thought process because alligators, if I remember correctly, they don't just take and eat food. They take the food, stash it somewhere, allow it to decompose before they start munching on it. So the dynamite would uh, dislodge anything that's been stored. Yes, if they did not eat him. Correct. Wow, you are smart. Well, they also didn't have search and rescue teams back in 1912. I mean, the fire department was a dude with a bucket. And they probably were like, you idiots, this is Galligator water. We're not going in there. Galligators. Dynamite. Yeah. Galligators. <laughs> None of their efforts turned up a body. I don't like this already. I prefer when you started it and I thought Bobby was going to end up a murderer. I'm sorry. Keep However, a day or so later, Bobby's hat was discovered some distance away from the lake and people began to wonder if he might have been kidnapped. When an intensive search failed to recover Bobby's body, Percy Dunbar and Opelousa officials concluded that he had been kidnapped and offered a $6,000 reward, which would be about $160,000 today. Damn. Not bad. For information about the missing boy, they had postcards of Bobby and his physical description printed up and distributed far and wide. Quote, large round blue eyes, hair light but turning dark, complexion very fair with rosy cheeks, well-developed, stout, but not very fat. Big toe on left foot, badly scarred from when burned by, from burn when a baby, is what the postcard read. That is very descriptive. Mm-hmm. 
the William Burns Detective Agency and a psychic joined the hunt. Newspapers picked up the story, spreading word across the country. Eight months later, on April 13, 1913, police arrested William Cantwell Waters, a traveling handyman, near Columbia, Mississippi, in connection with the disappearance. Walter was a peddler who, had accompany, who was accompanied by a young boy the same age and general appearance as Bobby Dunbar. Walter claimed the boy was Bruce Anderson, the illegitimate son of his brother, Julia, his brother and Julia Anderson, who was a single woman who cared for Walter's parents in North Carolina. According to Walters, Anderson had allowed Bruce to travel with him while she looked for work. Uh-huh. Or while his mother looked for work. What does toe look like? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've heard this before. Let me see that toe. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm really hoping this is Bobby because I don't like the idea of a missing child. But um, no, the toe, very distinguishable. Anderson Unless it was eaten by an alligator. Then probably not as distinguishable. Anderson later confirmed that she had given permission for her son to accompany Walters, but it was just for a couple days while she didn't finish her notes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, she did did something while she did her thing that she needed to do as moms sometimes need to do. Future Rebecca, there's still bourbon downstairs. Make a whiskey sour. Come back. We'll wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just left off that little section. No, it's fine. There are times where I'm like, mom, dad, you want to hang out with her for an entire weekend? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Strangely. Anderson had never reported her son missing, even though Walters claimed that Bruce had been with him for over a year. Jesus. I'll do a weekend, but that's about the extent. Uh, Yeah. The whole story was suspicious. So Percy and Leslie Dunbar traveled by train to Mississippi to see if they could identify the boy as their missing son, Bobby. Leslie examined the child while he was asleep, but what happened next is disputed. One account claims the boy woke and cried out, mother, and reached (gasps) out for Leslie. Bobby. And Leslie fainted. Another source states that the boy woke up as Lessie stood over him and began to cry. Lessie gasped, stepped back, and said, quote, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Look at his toe. I, I would imagine after eight months, you would know if it's your kid. But, yes, but also the toe. Grief is powerful. Yes. yes. That true. That true. Mm. That is true. Didn't we discuss doing learn grammar for our learn something new this month? We should work on that. I did not. Uh, I never made that wow. commitment. <laughs> Projecting much? I'm just going to throw a little shade that way. Toss, toss. It's okay. I like it cool in the shade. Newspapers also disagreed as to whether the boy recognized any of the Dunbar family members. Percy was said to have stated that the boy's eyes were smaller than Bobby's. Leslie finally recognized some familiar moles and scars and declared that the boy was indeed her son, Bobby. Oh my God, if it weren't that other mom. Well, she left her kid for a year. Never mind. Keep going. I have very extreme feelings. I noticed. In making the identification, the Dunbars had to had to overlook some details. The scar on Bobby's foot, for example, was not clearly visible on this child. But months had passed since they had last seen him, and they rationalized that the scar may have faded. And no. A scar that he's had since he was a baby faded away in eight months. Yeah, no, I've got a scar on my arm. That I got from one of Ashley's cats when I we first became friends. Scars from when I was three. Oh, I've got scars from when I was two from standing in an ant bed pile. You told me in the, not the most recent episode, but you told me in a recent episode that you don't have distinct memories from before you were five years old. No, my mom told me that the scars on my feet are from standing uh, in a fire ant bed. Sense. 
Yeah, no, I don't have any memories from before I was five. That was before the aliens planted her. I don't know that I do either. Beat me up, Scotty. I have memories. It's because you're smart. We'll discuss later. I have trauma. (laughs) I broke my arm. (laughs) That kind of blocked out a lot of mine. So they said it had been a couple months and the scarf may have faded. A judge agreed and the family took him home. No! No. Their hometown of Opelousa declared a holiday with a brass band, parades, and parties for hundreds of well-wishers from all over the region. When the Dunbars finally brought Bobby home on April 25th, 1913. How did Bobby feel about all... uh, Quote-unquote Bobby feel about all of this? Bobby. Not everyone was convinced, however. Many people around Opelousa were troubled by the fact that Bobby had only been missing for eight months, and the only way his mother could identify him was through moles and scars. Quote, Is it Bobby or Bruce? Two women claim Boy to be her own, noted the Caldwell Watchman, a Louisiana newspaper, on the eve of Walter's trial, which started in April of 1914. So a year after they took him? Didn't Mm -hmm. King Solomon set the precedent for this? Why aren't we following that? We shall cut the baby in half. Ah! I forgot. Uh, guys not remember I forgot that about that part of the Bible. I don't no, there read is, the Bible for there a reason. two women who were arguing over a baby, so they took him to Solomon, who was supposedly the wisest guy in the land, or maybe the richest. Sometimes mm. people claim it's the same. And so he decided, okay, what we shall do since both women claim this baby, we shall cut him in half. So they and one of the women was like, yes, we can't, we should do that because that's fair. And the other woman was like, no, no, let the other woman have it. So he smartly said, "That's your said, mom." Said the woman who wanted to give away the child to save him was obviously his mother, yeah. whereas the one who didn't want to do that was not his mother. Smart. Okay, fair. That makes me feel a little better about the story. I was very concerned for a second. Yeah, no, and that's... I thought that reference would land. No. <laughs> in that story, the baby ended up with the right parents. I'm real upset about your story, and I don't think it has. I'm sorry. No, you're not. It was suggested. <laughs> okay, you can't take listeners' stories and then blame them when we're annoyed at you. Have you met Ashley? But I can. <laughs> I, I, so <laughs> Tiffany wants to have her cake and eat it, too, and Ashley wants to pass the blame. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just a narcissist. <laughs> Me or you? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> when the trial started April 1914, almost a year after they had brought Bobby home. Afterwards, a newspaper paid to bring Julie Anderson, Julia Anderson to Opelousa to see if she could identify the child. Bobby and four other boys around the same age were brought in one at a time to meet Anderson, but she didn't recognize any of them, and none of the boys recognized her. You have to keep in mind, even if it is her son, it's been almost two years fair and he's young he would be not like right around five yeah um anderson asked for a second meeting the next day and declared that the boy in question was her son bruce after undressing him and recognizing some moles by that time public opinion was decidedly against anderson because of her failure to report her son missing and her supposed quote loose morals she was poor, coarse, and had given birth to two other out-of-wedlock babies who had both passed. So it was easy, quote-unquote, to question her credibility. Okay, everybody can fuck right off with that nonsense. I mean, you have to keep in mind, this is 1914. Don't give a rat's behind. That just gives it context, not justification. No, yes. no justification, but it was standard talk at that time. She was a loose woman who was suspected of sex work, so she must not be able to be a good mother. Mm, I have opinions. Authorities didn't believe the boy was Bruce. Unable to pay for a lawyer to legally fight for the boy in court, a defeated Julia returned to North Carolina. 
but soon came back to Louisiana in a second attempt to get Walters out of custody and reclaim the boy as her own. This time, she was accompanied by other residents of Poplarville, Mississippi, who declared to know Walters well and have seen the boy in Poplarville before Bobby's disappearance, ruling out any possibility that he was the Dunbar's son. Despite these witnesses' accounts, the court ruled in favor of Lessie and Percy Dunbar. I'm not in this situation, thank goodness, but I feel like I would know definitively if it were my child. Oh, for sure. And this would not be an issue. Having said that, I'm not in this situation, so I don't know, but fairly certain. So I, I don't like this. William Cantwell Walters was convicted of kidnapping in 1914, despite people in Mississippi swearing that he'd been traveling with the boy long before Bobby Dunbar's disappearance. Walter was found guilty of kidnapping, a crime that could have sent him to the gallows. Instead, the judge sentenced him to prison for life. Walter. The conviction was later overturned on a technicality, and Walter went free in 1915. Bobby grew up, married, and carved out a pleasant, successful life. He and his wife raised their three children, and he passed away in 1966 of heart disease. But the story never died, generally popping up when there were other high-profile crimes involving missing children. In 1932, reporters covering a kidnapping of the Lindbergh baby interviewed Bobby. Quote, a lot of people still believe I was eaten by an alligator, but I can assure you I was not. Well, that's good. <laughs> but no one was ever really sure. Many years later, in 2004, Margaret Dunbar Cutright and Linda Traver... The respective granddaughters of Bobby Dunbar and Julia Anderson set out to solve Bobby Dunbar's mystery. After much investigation, Margaret finally convinced her father, Robert Dunbar Jr., to submit a DNA test. The results showed that he was not related to the Dunbars at all. Uh-oh. Oh, 96 years after his birth. Bobby Dunbar was, in fact, Julia Anderson's son. Oh, and... By this point, Julia missed out on his entire life. Oh, I would cut a bitch so hard. <laughs> you good? No. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, oh, I would have. Mm, I probably, you know what? Probably would have spent most of my life in jail for murdering my baby nappers. My baby nappers? I No, you don't miss. I did mm -mm. read an article that was from her granddaughter, great-great-granddaughter, basically saying that she talked about it her entire life, but the only thing that gave her solace was that he was with such a well-to-do family, and he was probably living a better life than she could have provided for him. Oh, that hurts. After 92 years and long after his death, Walters was exonerated. Bobby appeared to have his doubts all along and secretly sought out and visited Anderson's family. Once, Bobby's son asked him if he knew who he was. Quote, I know who I am and I know who you are and nothing else matters. The one-time lost boy replied, it's how we live our lives that count. To this day, no one knows what really happened to Bobby Dunbar. Oh, Oh, fuck. It's probably wildlife. I'm thinking he got eaten by an alligator. Yeah. I have so many conflicting emotions right now. Whoever suggested this. Interesting story. I don't like it. No. But very interesting. I could see how a lot of people would. Oh, so conflicted. There's a lot in what little information we have from the 1910s. I'm really glad, though, that he sought out his, like, real family. That was... it. it allegations mm -hmm. i only found one source saying that he actually sought them out but uh, i hope that that's the case i'm taking it as gospel truth okay okay, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> mm -hmm. well interesting rebecca i'm less invested than you are i'm very invested and very unhappy 
Yeah, I just like eight months and there's pictures that we'll have uh, up somewhere. somewhere. There's like comparison pictures of Bobby when he disappeared and Bruce when he started coming to live with the Dunbar family. And it's not the same kid. <laughs> like, OK, maybe blonde hair, blue eyed, but that's not the same. Kid. I mean, grief does things. That's not an yeah. excuse, but I would understand why someone who is like a mom who was grief stricken would potentially mistaken in hopes that yeah. the worst didn't happen. No, that's fair. Ashley's showing me a picture right now. And I can see, you know what? I can see the resemblance. The ears are very similar. The ears are very similar. Mm-hmm. Is that all you got? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like I mean, they have completely, granted it was a year or so after. But if you just glance at it, they look similar. So if you don't look at it hard and analyze it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like if you are wanting your baby back... You could see that, right? Their noses are completely different. Their face shapes are completely different. Yeah. But they have very similar ears and apparently moles and scars. Yeah, but to put it this way, like my, everyone tells me like me and my siblings are ba- basically copy pasted, which kind of granted we are, but at the same time, I see differences. No, I can see differences. My mom sees, and it's not just because one of us is seven foot tall, one of us is not seven foot tall or shorter. It's, yeah. I mean, granted, now that Nick has a beard, it helps. <laughs> Valid. You look less like your brother because you don't have that much of a beard. <laughs> burn i say that (laughs) as the lady with the most facial hair on the show Uh, i don't know i could probably come after you with that one pcos does fun things to your body see my thing is i don't think it's so much how the kid looks per se although that's incredibly important as far as identifying children kids act differently oh for sure and you would know if one day they were like detesting broccoli the next day they didn't care Mm. I don't know about that one because uh, they're today. They're also slightly bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like today, Adeline ate her rice and some days she's like, rice is evil. Uh-huh. And other days she's like, oh, mommy, can we have rice for dinner? Well, it's not Who just are that. you? It's not just that. It's how she reacts to things. Yeah. Yeah. True. No, I, I feel like I'm not a grief stricken mother. Thank goodness. But I feel like I would know my child's. And my child. It is a tough situation because, like, you get your hopes up, and then you go and see them, and there is some resemblance, and like, it would be, it would be hard, yeah, to be in anybody's shoes in that situation. Yeah, I don't want to put myself in any of those shoes, but thank you very much. No, I'll stay barefoot. Uh, kudos to the listener who suggested this, and hopefully, you didn't private message Ashley, and I will try and find you on the server somewhere. But uh, <laughs> kudos to you. That was very interesting. Infuriating, but interesting. Infuriating. Um, yeah. Well, on that note, remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, thelatestestrange.com, or you can email them to us at thelatestestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, tell your friends about us. Or subscribe, rate, and review. That is actually really helpful. I know people say that all the time in podcasts. And like as a podcast listener, I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all. But like, I just want to listen to your show. But please, subscribe, rate, and review. That would be awesome. Um, Also, join us on Discord. Where I just found who suggested the topic. I was about to say, I found it immediately. (laughs) Ashley. Like, all I did was search one word. And like, there's one result. I'm sorry. I'm a horrible. 
horrible person, but I love you, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> Man, Jake is like a regular on the show. Everybody knows who Jake is. Jake from State Farm. Oh, anyway. Oh yeah, shit. Keep it strange, lovelies. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> I hate it. Chicken.